everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Port Talk. My name is Julie Braun and I'm a realtor with Seaport Real Estate Group. Today we're going to be talking about home inspections. With me is my friend and home inspector with BPG Home Inspections, Darren Newton. Darren, thank you for joining me today. Before we dive into exactly what you do, Darren, I just want to quickly clarify the difference between a home inspection and an appraisal because I think people get those two terms confused. For the appraisal, if you're refinancing or buying a home using a lender, a lender is going to require you to have an appraisal, which will establish a value of your home by comparing it to other homes similar to yours. A home inspection, though, is not required, but it is highly recommended. It won't talk about the value of your home, but it will tell you all about any issues the home might have. And that is going to bring me to your area (laughs) of expertise, Darren. So can you start off by telling us a little bit about your background? All right, I'm, uh, well, first off, thank you for having me. This is great to be here. This is a lot of fun. Um, uh, I was uh, in high school, started in uh, theater, doing building sets um, for theater shows, uh, which was a lot of fun and sort of got me involved in the construction industry. And then when I got out of um, uh, high school and through college, um, I started working with the manufacturing company um, installing kitchen countertops, and ultimately, we, which led to shower pan installations. Uh, from there, I moved through the ranks as an installer, and then back and forth through doing um, construction projects there and construction projects at home, getting into oddball things like blacksmithing and, and <laughs> weird <laughs> things along the way, and then uh, became a safety manager for a company here in Savannah. Uh, at the time, I we was in Savannah, and now in Hardyville, South Carolina. Um, worked with them from sweeping the floors all the way to sales and all the construction parts between there. And, and this was a manufacturing place, not a construction company. But um, I was their lead installer for a while. And then, like I said, moved in to become the safety manager. And uh, we had an OSHA inspection of a, a large plant with right at 50 employees. And the total um, of the inspection or, or from the inspection fines was less than $800. And the main thing they tagged us for was cords that were the... Uh, ground had broken off of. So I feel really proud that you hear about yeah. OSHA places getting cited for, you know, 10000 20000 $50,000, and ours was less than 800 So that was really great. Um, and I left that company because uh, I had been there for 17 years. It was time to move on. Sure. <laughs> so yeah. I uh, um, bought a house and talked at length with the home inspector, um, who was my one of my mentors when I first got into business, uh, who no longer does inspections, uh, Charles Oxford with Oxford Inspections. And... Um, we talked, and he mentioned schooling. Um, this is ASHI, the American Society of Home Inspectors. And um, so I went to the ASHI school, uh, actually up near Maryland, uh, where I used to live. Um, it's a, a program that uh, you kind of runs through an entire huge book and a bunch of online classes. And I like to say, I'm proud to say that I graduated at the top of my class. Oh, good which for is you. Great, thank you. Yeah. Um, and... Um, been doing home inspections since, and I think it's about six or seven years now I've been a home inspector. Well, great. So what exactly is the process of a home inspection? I know you and I have done several together over the years. Yep, yep. And I call you and I say, Darren, I need you Saturday. (laughs) Can you fit me in? And you've been awesome with your scheduling. So what do you, when you come up to a house, what do you start to do? Okay. The the first thing in the house is when somebody calls and says they want to book an inspection, when you call me and say, uh, we need one. Uh, first thing I always do is pull it up online and kind of get a general overview of what the house looks like, where it is, how far away it is, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, but when I get to an inspection, um, drive up and I always park out on the street as best I can um, to not get in the way of the 
you or the client coming in. Uh, and then I get some pictures of the front of the house and then we do the exterior inspection first. And the exterior inspection is all the walls, uh, doors, windows, um, the roof, um, um, air conditioning systems on the outside, the, um, uh, let's see, porch and patio, that kind of thing, if I can get to it, the deck, um, and do the, the exterior first. And then once the exterior is done, we move inside. And usually I start in the kitchen and sort of spiral out from the kitchen, depending on where the kitchen is, of course. Uh, if it's a two-story house, then we do upstairs uh, second, and then the, inside the attic. And if there's a crawl space, do the crawl space last. So that way, if I do the crawl space and it's wet or dirt under there, then I'm not tracking dirt through people's houses. And same thing with the do the attic last, because usually it's really hot. <laughs> I don't want right. to be dripping sweat through somebody's house. <laughs> right. So. so when you're up on the roof, mm-hmm. what are you looking for exactly? Okay, uh, I'm always looking for a couple of things, um, specifically wear and tear on the roof coverings, shingles, what have you. Um, how old the roof is, how many layers of shingles there are on there. Uh, usually have you can usually places only have one layer, but you can put a second layer on top of the first. But that makes the shingles wear out faster, and it's usually a bigger budget to replace them because the company has to come in and tear two layers off instead of one layer. Um, we're also looking for. Of course, damage, holes in the roof, um, broken um, um, shingles, uh, shakes or whatever it is on the roof. Uh, looking around the chimney if there is one for flashing problems. Um, siding material that butts up against the shingles. Um, also looking for exposed nail heads around all the penetrations, the plumbing penetrations, um, skylights, um, anything like that. And then shingles that have uh, exposed nail heads on the very peak also looking for ventilation up there. Is it ridge vent? Is it um, uh, soffit vents or gable vent venting for the attic? Um, and then also looking for anything odd that's up there that just might be like a old satellite dish stand with no dish on it. Um, right. An antenna that somebody mounted. You know, who knows? A lot of homeowners uh, probably don't get on their roof when they right. uh, are buying a house. <laughs> so it's probably good to have you go up there. I know you found a hole in the roof. Uh, an actual hole right uh, not too long ago for me that was not visible from the ground absolutely so that was good that you went up there yeah and then for the for decking or anything like that you're looking for rotting boards or right safety exactly hazards right if the roof is soft and you walk on it uh, even if we can't see it but if it's soft then we go in the attic and make sure to check that there's not a leak there that the wood is rotting um, and also looking for buildup for you know pine straw pine needles and um, um, leaves and branches and things that have fallen on trees that stuff can deteriorate the um, um, shingles quicker. So you want to make sure that gets cleaned sure. off. And also looking for gutters. The gutters are clogged, you know, that kind of thing. So, th- yeah, just like we said, things that homeowners might not think to, to consider or, like you said, a leaky roof. We've found leaky roofs before, right. too, when it, especially when it rains. I know especially you like to rains. do inspections <laughs> when it rains. Um, what about the other systems, plumbing or HVAC, those kinds of things? What do you look for when you're looking at those systems? All right. Well, the big one of plumbing, of course, is, is there water dripping or is there staining around uh, the toilet or under the sink in the sink cabinet? Is it look, uh, you know, the floor of the cabinet look warped or, or um, off somehow? Does it look odd? Does it look like there's been drips in a past stain that's been cleaned up? Um, that's the big telltale signs. Even if it's not leaking at that moment, it may have been a leak in the past. And we're trying to make sure that we keep uh, an eye on, okay, this looks like it was leaking. It's not leaking currently, but keep an eye on it in case it does. And then, of course, we test all the water, turn all the water on and off, 
hot water, cold water, run the shower, plug the tub and fill the tub up a little bit. If there's a jetted tub, we run it for, fill it up, turn it on and run it for 10 minutes. Um, open up the paneling and to look inside the guts of the, uh, where the motor is and make sure that it's GFCI protected, um, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then with uh, HVAC systems, always looking for physical damage to the exterior unit. Somebody hit it with a lawnmower or, you know, uh, the kids playing baseball, hit it with a baseball and you're looking for the fins are dented and make sure that they're clean. There's no moss buildup on it, um, that the bushes aren't surrounding it so you can't really get to it. Uh, there's a data plate on the back of the HVAC system and we're looking at uh, the tonnage um, of the unit, um, the um, age of the unit, and if it's an R22 system, which is Freon, which they no longer make. So if it is a right. Freon system, let, let people know that generally when it dies, is eventually it will, it may last you for 15 or 20 or 30 years even, but when it dies, you'll likely have to replace both systems, one inside and the one outside, because you can't have uh, the new which is 410A, you can't have that coolant in with the Freon system, the two don't mix. Um, so generally, um, HVAC companies won't want to replace both. Um, and then we're looking for damage to the coolant lines, make sure that they're insulated um, so that if the if it's exposed, then it will sweat really bad and then you're losing heat. So it's, or you're losing AC, you're losing heat. So it's not as, doesn't run as smoothly as it should in the summertime. And then we look on the inside unit where it's an attic or in a closet um, to open it up and make sure the coil's not dirty in there. Um, there's no mold or mildew or fungal growth on it. Um, make sure that the um, filter has been cleaned or replaced recently. Um, see if there's any damper systems to kind of direct which way the airflow goes and if they're uh, in basic working order. And, and then we test the heat if we can. We test the AC if we can, as long as, you know, um, weather conditions are right, not too cold to turn the AC on, um, emergency heat, that kind of thing. And, um, yeah. And, <laughs> and also, um, I've seen you take off several electrical panels in the garage. Right. So what are you looking for when you take off the panels? All right, first thing we're checking with the panel is you always touch it really slowly and, and just very lightly with the corner of my pinky. Just make sure the panel is not electrified. <laughs> <laughs> home, home inspectors, we always hear story, horror stories about they went up to touch it and it zapped them or whatever the case is. But we take the panel, open the panel up and make sure the panel is labeled first off so that we know basically where the kitchen stuff is, where the HVAC system is, um, water heater, etc. Um, if the panel's not labeled, then that goes into the report just to let you know that we have no idea where anything is. You know, it's, right. we could, your guess is as good as ours of what this breaker will turn off. Uh, then we take the panel off the wall and look at the wiring in there to make sure that there's grounding. Make sure you don't have what are called what we call double taps, which is two sets of wire running into the house into the same breaker. That overstresses the breaker and um, cause things to trip more frequently. Because if you have a light and a hairdryer and a microwave and another light and a light switch all into the same breaker, it could trip very quickly, very often. Um, so double taps should be um, taken off and, and one wire to each breaker, so to speak. Um, we're also looking at the size of the breakers for the HVAC, HVAC system. So that if it says it needs max 35 amp breaker and we look inside the breaker box and it's got a 40 amp breaker, then it's oversized and it should be replaced by a qualified electrician. Um, we're also looking for damage in the wires. Um, I've found cooked lizards in there before, which is always not fun. <laughs> and of course, your initial reaction is to reach up and swipe it away. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but we're checking for oddball things in there. I found um, soda cans in there before where people have set their soda and then closed the thing up. All kinds of crazy things. And we're looking for oddball stuff. Uh, but really, we're looking for damage. We're looking for um, oversized breakers. We're looking for anything where the breakers... And when I say oversized breakers, I was talking about the HVAC system, but also that the breaker doesn't fit in the panel box. If the panel box was made by one company and they put a different kind of breaker in there, it can protrude out and keep the panel box from sitting flush. Um, and then we're looking for um, the insulation on the wires is not cut back too far. So you can create a problem if you touch it, it can, um, it can get zap somebody. Um, and uh, we're also looking for the, the amount of the wattage on the house, so 200, two, excuse me, the amperage on the house. So 200 amp service, 150 amp service. And usually the bigger, the better, usually the larger the house, the higher the service. Um, and also where the main shutoff is. So if there's a problem, you know where to go to turn sure. the power off to the house. It's important to know Sure, that absolutely it is. Absolutely. And I know you could not pay me enough money in the world to get underneath a house. <laughs> but I know that's one of the things, if the house is on a crawl space, um, that's yeah. your, not your favorite thing to it, do. It is but not my favorite thing. But... What are you looking for underneath <laughs> the house? All right. Um, crawl spaces, the first thing we look for is obviously the entrance in. Uh, is it in good shape? Is it screwed shut? Is it latched? Is it half buried and you have to dig it out to open the thing up? Um, what is it made of? Is it made of metal? If so, is it rusted, damaged, whatever the case? If it's wood or lattice work, is it damaged? If is it made with treated lumber as opposed to just standard lumber? Um, all of those things could determine access to um, and then also um, sort of the condition of the crawl space because you, you find one that the door is completely hanging on the hinges and everything's rotten and probably the crawl space underneath is going to be similar <laughs> and we're also looking for um on the exterior inspection part we'll look for um holes in the walls that lead into the crawl space that critters might be able Animals, to get in sure um have you ever found an animal in there no actually i haven't thank god Knock on wood. <laughs> I, and absolutely <laughs> i i have seen uh, evidence of animals under there mm -hmm. um I know one place uh, they told me that there was a family of cats living under there, but they weren't there when I was in. But now, thank God, thus far I have not seen anything. <laughs> I have under, uh, one time the seller was telling me, I know there are snakes under my house. So I took a little stick with me just to make sure. <laughs> That's why I won't thing. go. You won't catch me under a house ever. <laughs> but see, there's a lot of things in a home inspection. That's why realtors recommend them. There's a lot of things a typical home buyer won't know even to look for or won't feel comfortable doing, like... Everything we just talked about, going on the roof, mm -hmm. going in the attic, looking at the HVAC systems, um, looking at the electrical panel, crawling underneath the house. Right. That's why um, real estate agents really recommend having a home inspection, either buying or selling. A seller can go ahead and have a home inspection even before they list their house if they think they might have issues and you know, address them before you list or a home buyer, d definitely during your due diligence period, Certainly. have a home inspector. A home inspection and they don't cost too too much they're le i know they go based on their square footage mm -hmm. but they're they're not terribly expensive a few hundred dollars and then you guys kind of have a guarantee if something comes up after closing right we have a 90-day guarantee and then we also have the extended service so for the extended service part um is if you have a question on your home inspection when you first read the inspection of course you call the inspector but if you have a problem down the road three months six months nine months you know 12 months down the road um, part of my, I do this anyway, but part of my, um, part of the company I work for's policies is that we answer the phone and address any questions that you have. 
So if something comes up down the road, oh, I seem to remember the home inspector said something about this, but I don't remember what it was. And the, what he wrote in here is kind of vague. Let me find out, you know, and call me and we can talk about it and, you know, kind of figure out what's going on or at least get you pointed in the right direction. <laughs> Uh, and then we have a money-back guarantee, ultimately, if they're not satisfied and have problems and, God forbid, knock on wood, I miss something and um, something bad happens, unfortunately, then uh, we have a money-back guarantee and we'll take care of you. Well, so. I've seen you run through that, that checklist in your head many times <laughs> before we leave to make sure that you've done everything. Um, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to add? Uh, one, one quick thing I'd like to add is just in, in general, speaking specifically about getting a home inspection. Uh, you're... Uh, the home buying a home is the largest purchase that you'll likely ever make. Right. Uh, this home may not be. You may buy a bigger home down the road, and that would be the most expensive. Right. But it is the most expensive um, um, purchase that you'll have. The home inspector's job is to give you a list, not necessarily of things that are only wrong with the house, but some other information where the cutoff is, where your sure. um, uh, water cutoff is, etc. So you kind of know what you're looking at. If you bought a McDonald's combo and they came out and said, okay, well, half of your fries came from Missouri. The other half came from Idaho. The guy dropped the patty on the ground in the back, but still put it on there. The missing sesame seeds, you know, would you still eat it? You know, you this, uh, the report is a detailed information about your home, about the biggest purchase you've ever, you're ever going to make. Take some time and read it. And if you don't understand, ask questions. Always ask questions. It never hurts to ask questions. And a lot of times, home inspectors, especially when we get together, we talk in the, the con, uh, contractor lingo. You know, we abbreviate things and sure. somebody says, so the GFCI is tripping, you know, things like that. What does that mean? If you don't know, ask questions. GFCI stands for ground fault circuit interrupter. If I explain that to you, does that help? Does that explain that? No, you know, it's, unless you know what I'm talking about. A ground fault circuit interrupter effectively means that it will trip at the outlet instead of in the breaker box, which keeps you from getting shocked. It should be anywhere within six foot of a water source in bathrooms and kitchen. Um, things like that. We don't think about it necessarily all the time to explain it in any further detail. So ask questions, read your report. And if you have any questions on the report, don't hesitate to call. Whether you use me as your home inspector or anybody as your home inspector, that's the home inspector's job. Right. Well, that's what I always say. Never want to have any surprises at the closing table. Right. People can deal with things if they are for, what's that expression for, forewarned, for knowledge. Right, right. <laughs> have the knowledge. Get your home inspection before closing. Thanks, right. Darren. And congratulations on your recent wedding. Oh, thank you Yay. very much. Appreciate it very congratulations. much. Thank you. About three weeks ago, so it was good. Yeah. Appreciate it. Great. And you took a whole week off. We did. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Darren. Thank you.